Check one, two. Check one, two, one, two. Good. You ready? This is all. Hey, it's Cassidy Pope, Gabby Barrett. It's Darius Rucker. Country. Hey, y'all, this is Luke Bryan. We're Runaway June. Scotty McCreary. Hey, it's Russell Dickerson here. News. New music from Jelly Roll and a big surprise from Lauren Elena. I'm Rebecca Porter, and here's everything you need to know in country music for the week of June 5th, 2023. We're bringing you the hottest news and the newest music in country music every Tuesday, so be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And now for the hottest news in country this week. Have to kick things off with the biggest story of the week, and that is, of course, CMA Fest. That's right, one of the best weeks in country music is finally here, and I have the whole lowdown for you. This is the 50th anniversary, so you know everything's going to be extra huge and extra amazing. It kicks off this Thursday, June 8th, and runs through Sunday, June 11th, from 10.15 a.m. to 4.40 p.m. daily. Broadway is going to be nuts, Nashville is going to be packed, If you'll be attending the festival in person, get ready. It is going to be a wild week. And for those of you who can't, don't worry. We'll get to see all the magic, not only through social media, but up on television later. More details on that in a minute. Thursday is so amazing because it kicks off with Lainey Wilson at 10.15 a.m. on the Chevy Riverfront stage. It'll also feature performances from Ian Munsick, Corey Kent, Lily Rose, and Lauren Elena throughout the day. You can also take a quick walk over to the Chevy Vibe stage at Walk of Fame Park to check out Adam Doliak's set, as well as the Dr. Pepper Amp stage behind the amphitheater to see Shenandoah. And of course, you know, every night ends with the big show at Nissan Stadium. Friday, you can kick off the morning at 10.15 a.m. with Jake Worthington at the Chevy Vibes stage. And then you can head on over to see country superstar Reba, who will be joining CMT's Cody Allen at the CMA close-up stage at 10.45 a.m. Haley Wooders then takes the Riverfront stage at 1.45 a.m., and she is an absolute must-see. I was lucky enough to catch her on tour opening for Maren Morris, and she's just absolutely unbelievable. You'll also want to check out Tyler Farr over at the Dr. Pepper Amp stage at 2.45 p.m. His set, I know, is going to be absolutely killer. By Saturday, you're probably going to be exhausted, so we recommend checking out the front stage, and you'll be able to check out incredible artists like Tyler Braden at 10 a.m., and then even more incredible artists up until 4.45 from big names like Cameron Marlowe, Tenille Arts, Jackson Dean, Maddie and Tay, and Morgan Evans. And if you are a fan of Luke Bryan, his wife Caroline and mom LeClaire Bryan will be doing a live taping of the Got It From My Mama podcast at the CMA close-up stage at 1.45 p.m. Sunday, the last day, which is sad but also going to be epic, 
We'll kick things off with Winona for Sunday's Artist of the Day, which is hosted by Trisha Yearwood at the CMA Close-Up Stage at 10.45 a.m. Then you're going to want to head to the Riverfront Stage, who has some of the biggest names, including Nate Smith, Mega Maroney, and Connor Smith. And if you need a change of scenery, you can go back to Chevy Vibe Stage and watch Canadian superstar Brett Kissel and Ella Langley. Then you're going to want to head to Nissan Stadium to end your CMA Fest with country legends Luke Bryan and Tim McGraw. Don't forget to download the official CMA Connect app to keep track of your weekend. And for tickets and more info and full lineups, head to cmafest.com. Some of the ACN crew will be in attendance, so don't you worry. We will have all of the updates for you coming next week. This next item of news I never thought would be something I'd be talking about, but of course it involves Tanya Tucker. She is such a spitfire and a legend. She actually rode into her performance at the Grand Old Opry on a horse, and it is literally the most epic thing ever. You can check out that footage up on allcountrynews.com now. Dierks Bentley is set to host the NHL Awards in Nashville on June 26. I had no idea he was such a huge hockey fan, but he is hosting and it is going to be absolutely incredible. That'll take place on TNT, Sportsnet, and TVA Sports in the U.S. and Canada at 8 p.m. Eastern. And tickets to that are on sale now. So if you want to attend, make sure you get those ASAP. Congratulations are in order for Carly Pierce, who just celebrated her fourth number one with What He Didn't Do. And as if that wasn't already amazing enough, she just announced that she'll be releasing her new single, We Don't Fight Anymore, which features the one, the only, Chris Stapleton. I'm absolutely dying over this, and I can't wait to hear what their vocals are going to sound like together. The track comes out on June 16th, which you can pre-save now on all streaming platforms. More congratulations are in order, this time for Randy Travis, who was just inducted into the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame. Other notable honorees include Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis, Louis Armstrong, Lucinda Williams, Buddy Guy, Little Richard, Fats Domino, Tim McGraw, and countless others. We here at ACN are sending him a huge congratulations. This next item of news includes one of my favorite fan interactions ever, and of course it includes country queen, Miss Kelsey Ballerini. She is so sweet to her fans, and she has had so many fun interactions the last year touring, so this didn't surprise me, but it was such an incredible moment. She saw that a fan had made a sign holding up in the audience that said, Kelsey, I call dibs on singing with you tonight. And Kelsey made her dreams come true by pulling her up on stage and being the ultimate hype woman. And it is just the sweetest thing ever. You can check that out now on allcountrynews.com. This next item of news is also very sweet. Voice alum Ian Flanagan reflected on bidding farewell to Blake and Chat's new summertime music video as well. 
both of which are up on our website now, and you are not going to miss out on it. It's a really sweet tribute, and this song is just absolutely fantastic. The video pairs phenomenally with it. It is definitely a must-watch for the week. To no surprise, Bailey Zimmerman's debut album, Religiously, broke huge streaming records, and I'm not surprised about this at all. I have been seeing his name absolutely everywhere, and the album is absolutely fantastic. It landed in the top three on Billboard's Top Country Album Chart, number seven on their all-genre Billboard 200 chart, and number eight on the Billboard Canadian Album Chart. Marking this not only the biggest streaming debut album of the year across all genres, but the records don't stop there. He has also the biggest streaming country debut of all time. He has already surpassed 2 billion global streams to date and recently celebrated six weeks at number one with his multi-platinum hit single, Rock and a Hard Place. Needless to say, I think we can expect him to be the next big thing in country music. I mean, to me, it already sounds like he is, but if you haven't jumped on this train yet, make sure you hop on because he is taking off. Not only did Old Dominion sell out Red Rocks, but they just made a new music announcement while they were there. And they talked about their new project, which is going to feature eight tracks, including new tunes, some horses, love drunk and happy, and how good is that? I, for one, am very excited. I already know this project is going to be insane because everything they release is so much fun and I cannot wait to hear this one. I have a super exciting release announcement. Lauren Elena announced that her new EP, Unlocked, will be coming out this Friday, June 9th. This will be her first release since signing with Big Loud Records and features six tracks. Even already released the track list, which features songs A Walk in the Bar, Hangovers, Don't Judge a Woman, Smaller the Town, Like Her, and this next one I'm so excited about, I can't even stand myself. It's called Thick, spelled T-H-I-C-C, Thick as Thieves, featuring Lainey Wilson. I already know that's going to be my favorite track, and I cannot wait to hear it. Make sure you head to Lauren's Instagram now, where she shows teasers, including the EP cover, which I am obsessed with. She is the queen of covers. And speaking of new releases, it's time we dive into the hottest releases in country music this week. The hottest. The hottest. Have to kick things off with Jelly Roll. This was a super anticipated release. His new album, Witsit Chapel. And the whole album is so fun, so great. If you're a fan of his, this is going to be the classic Jelly Roll we all know and love. My favorite track is Save Me with Lainey Wilson. Of course, if you hadn't caught on already, I am obsessed with her. But I also really love the track Hungover in a Church Pew. That one is so special, but make sure you listen to it. It is top to bottom perfection. 
Corey Kent released his new album, Blacktop, and I just think he has such an interesting quality to his voice. My favorite track on the album, which I think is so fun, is called Bic Flame, and another really amazing one is Long Story Short. But again, the whole album is incredible. Make sure you check it out. Kelly Reynolds released her new single, She Ain't Me, and it is a super sassy breakup song telling her ex-lover how his new girl is not like him. She may be great, but she'll never be her. And it's very tongue-in-cheek. I love it. And honestly, women in country music just make the most epic, savage breakup songs. This one you're going to have on repeat. Austin Burke released his latest single, More Like Her, and it's all about him being a first-time dad. It's about his wife and how he hopes his son will be more like her, take all of her good traits. So not only is it about his baby, but it's also about his wife. It's super, super sweet. Cody Cause released his new single, I'm Just a Country Song, and this is the perfect representation of three chords and the truth, which is what country music is all about. And it's just such a fun track. It reminds me a lot of Maren Morris's A Song for Everything. It's all about that storytelling and nostalgia, and it's just super fun. Sydney Mack released her new track, Make It. It kicks off with a killer punk rock vibe and it pretty much stays that way the whole time. It definitely has that country flair, but this one is so fun. It's all about making it and honestly, it may be very personal to her about making it in the country music industry, but I feel like everyone who is pushing towards a goal will be able to see themselves in this song. It's definitely an anthem. It's all about how life can be hard sometimes when you're just trying to make it day to day. And it's so great. I am now a huge fan of hers and I cannot wait to hear what she releases next. Sam Barber released his track Dancing in the Sky and the song starts off full steam ahead, like you're already in a super powerful chorus, so it just hits you right from the beginning. And it's all about missing someone who's passed away. So powerful. Definitely a tearjerker, but also like upbeat, kind of fun paced. And it'll still make you emotional though, so make sure you check that one out. Drew Parker released his latest EP, The Dirt Road, and his vocals remind me so much of Brad Paisley. It's insane. But the voice is still his own. It just, if you are a Brad Paisley fan, you are going to love him. My favorite track off the EP is King of Country Music with Mallory Parker, who is also very, very talented. Make sure you check this one out. You can listen to all the new music out this month on our All Country News Spotify playlist. This week's spotlight artist is Tanner Usray, who is bringing his Texas spirit to the masses. He grew up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area in Texas, so obviously he knows a thing or two about country music. His lyrics are super sharp and country-forward, amazing storytelling, but there's also a dash of that rocker grunge. I recommend checking out his tracks Give It Some Time and Take Me Home. 
You can learn more about him up on allcountrynews.com. Make sure you follow him on Instagram at Tusray Music. We also have the Old Town Music Festival happening on June 17th, which features incredible artists like Eddie Montgomery, Big and Rich, Creed Fisher, Coffee Anderson, Cowboy Troy, and Runaway June. So if you live in the SoCal area or have been dying to want to visit and needed a reason, make sure you get tickets for that ASAP. We are very lucky this week. We have a very special guest, Reed Houghton, sat down with Bobby to chat all things music and what's going on with him. You can hear that all here now. Let's dive right in. The EP, why did you feel like it had to be named after you? <laughs> if I'm being completely honest, it's that the EP got done and it was time to put the EP out and we were looking at names. And the only name I felt like it should be named would be like if we titled it Can't Please Them All. But we had already put Can't Please Them All out as a single. So I didn't want to like just cause mass confusion. So I was like, let's just keep it simple and we'll just make it self-titled and maybe the full length record won't be self-titled. So kind yeah. of in reverse, we'll do it a lot. No, I love it. And one of my favorite things about your music is it's like this feel good retro vibe in Alabama. So for people maybe who don't know your story, um, talk to me about who you were listening to growing up in Alabama and really some of those influences that you leaned on a little bit for the new EP. Well, I guess, you know, I was listening to a lot of like Leonard Skinner and a lot of Grateful Dead, a lot of uh, CCR or whatever, um, all that kind of stuff. The band um, stuff, that was kind of stuff my dad was listening to. And then my mom kind of turned me on to like mainstream country because I remember she she had the highway like on her in her car, like when, when she first got it or something. And that's how I first started listening to country, really. But then like mainstream mainstream country like was definitely a thing for me once I started driving. That was like when I started listening to like um stuff that's like Eric Church or whatever, Chris Stapleton. Um still wasn't as much mainstream, but people that are on the radio for sure. I love it. Do you have a favorite Chris Stapleton song? Oh my gosh. Um I mean I probably Traveler, probably just the title track Traveler. I love it. Uh I no, I'm always just a sucker for a road song, you know, like, especially since the more that I've been touring, like over the past two or three years, like I'm a sucker for a road song. And I think that one is like, it, it teleports me every time, but any song, I mean, I, I wouldn't, stiff, I would never stick a Chris Stapleton song ever. <laughs> listen to any of them. Right. I know mine is, I was wrong. I just, his vocals on that, like, just get me every it's time. I'm, I'm like, yeah. how do you, how do you know how to do that? And you look at him and you're like, you can't sing like that. And I don't know if you've seen like old pictures of him or been to the hall of fame. They have his exhibit up and there are pictures of him when like he was first in town and he looks nothing like he does. Yeah, I've, I've listened to, or I've seen a bunch of pictures of him when like from years back, because I used to listen to the steel drivers a ton, which is like his bluegrass group, you know? Um, yeah. I'm, I, I can talk about Stapleton for days. I, I'm a fan of the steel driver stuff. And then, you know, he was in this rock band called the Johnson brothers. That were like, that might be my favorite Stapleton era, potentially, you know? Love that. He should go on an era's tour like Taylor Swift is. And it's he, just, he really could, you know? 
I, like, I mean, I would go to that. I would spend the Taylor Swift money on seeing Stapleton. That's um, exactly what I was about to say, but I was like, maybe I shouldn't. But yeah, I, I would be spending my Taylor Swift money on Stapleton. Yeah, I know. Same. So loving the new album. Last time you and I chatted, a couple of these songs were out. But I think one of my favorite ones um, off the new project is Should Have Thought About That. It's so clever. And I feel like you have such a wonderful way of kind of taking an ordinary um, topic or a theme that is used a lot in country music and making people think twice about it. So can you talk to me a little bit about that song? Yeah, well, first I'll say I feel like just like you with that song because that was the only batch of the first that was an outside cut. So really? uh, okay. yeah, but like, that's why I cut it, you know, like uh, cutting outside songs is not something that we've been doing like across the whole record. Like that was the only one and we're only going to do one more. I'm like, not that I have anything against that. I think it's awesome, but just for me, like those, that song stood out to me. It was like four years ago or so, maybe five years ago that I was like in the car with my manager and he was just like, I guess it had been written right around that time, you know? And he was like, listen to this. And he was just like playing it because it was a Drew Parker, Drew Parker wrote on it. Oh, no way. Okay, cool. Drew's at River House where I'm at and like, you know, we're friends with him or whatever, or now we are. Back then I was just a huge fan, just as I am now. But yeah. um, I heard that song and I was like, oh my gosh. I was like, and it was just like an acoustic work tape. And I was like, well, who's who's recording that? And he was like, well, nobody yet, you know? And I, I remember saying, if I ever got the chance to record an outside song like especially one that had been written by them it was drew jonathan singleton and channing wilson who are like massive you know i was yeah. like if i ever got a chance to record that song i would do it and I, we both just kind of started laughing because we were like yeah right like it'll be on the radio before you ever get a chance that <laughs> well turns out we were going to cut this ep and i like brought up the song i think we had talked to drew about it and he was like yeah dude he's like cut it and so we did. And it was just like completely like, I mean, wasn't like pitched to me or anything. Like I just heard that song from riding in the car. Cause that's what we do is listen to demos, you know, when we're riding around. I love uh, it. Yeah. It, I just can't believe I got the chance to record it. And uh, there's going to be one more like that on the back half. That's like just a, me being a huge fan of the song, you know, just um, I don't want those kind of songs to die on a computer somewhere. I love that. No, and it just so fits the groove. And I think that's why I was like, oh, wait, it's an outside cut. I didn't do my homework and ask you about it. But I love that I like subconsciously was like, this one stands out a little bit more. So yeah, I think it's cool because it, it it fits the vibe, but it's also a little bit more of a middle like vibe than some of the rest of them, which is, I think is needed. Like when you have songs that are like pretty far out there to some listeners, it's like some of those are cool too, because you can catch the more radio type of listener you know yeah I love it so I feel like besides you you're the main character of your own EP I feel like your leading lady is your guitar so was your really you wanted to really kind of showcase your talent with the guitar I mean a couple of these songs have these guitar solos that I was like yes so did did you pick up on that as well that she was kind of your guitar was like your sidekick for the EP well sir well I picked up on that I guess when it came to writing for the EP it was like I, I just noticed that like the things that I was more gravitated to were like guitar music you know things with riffs or whatever which so that also kind of lined up with getting Sadler Vaden to produce my project who he plays for Jason Isbell and um I mean he's like a rock and roll king in my book you know mm -hmm. um so that he's the one playing all those solos like, I'm not playing any of the solos but 
just as much as you know equally important the guitar was like a main driving force of like what songs we were going to record and how those songs are written were largely back to guitar playing because i mean for me that's like one of my favorite things about music in general and i'm no like shredder guitar player but um i mean i can play the parts and um that's like where I get a lot of enjoyment out of, I guess is what I'm saying. Uh, that's where my head spins as a songwriter largely. I love it. So one of those tracks is Say Less, which is you know another standout for me. Uh, the theme is so evergreen. I love the guitar work. So talk to me about why that song had to be on this EP and you didn't want to wait for the latter half of the year. Yeah, well, I think it was just such a favorite that we, we knew it wasn't waiting. Like we knew it was coming out as soon as we could put it out because we were all like, this is awesome. I just think that song is so cool because it's like a it's like a pop culture lyric yeah. with like a ZZ Top track, you know? So that's like, we were just like, man, this is cool because it's like the kind of the best, like the best of both worlds. It's like a tight, like modern lyric, like young people should be down with, but it's like the vibe is right because it's like old school and rocking like how I, you know, like it, to, like it to sound. So it was just the perfect world with, those two things and we were like this thing's gotta go so i know we all, we've all been it, loving it's such a jammer we had a family bonfire uh this past friday and i'm like y'all gotta hear this so my whole family was bopping to it with some frozen Thanks. pizza and some Coors lights yeah it was great I, that's one of my favorite things is you know being able to discover new music and getting to share it with my family and you I mean one of my first concerts ever was easy top my dad snuck me into it yeah. i wasn't old enough but he was like well We'll get you in and yeah that song like it reminds me of like uh waiting on the bus yes yeah um so that's like when we first like wrote that riff I was like which it wasn't initially like that like it took on a different life in the studio a little bit and then when Sadler started playing that riff I was like oh my gosh that is like sounds like a evil cousin of one of my favorite <laughs> tunes you know we should get you to grow a beard and get the the, the hat and whatever. I, only if I was half as cool as those guys, I'd be doing all right. Yeah, we saw them at Stagecoach, and it was like I was in a time warp. I was like, "Where am I?" Like the most random people watching at that set. I'm like, everybody came out of the woodwork there in Southern California for those. That's awesome. Days. It was great. So I have a feeling that she is is a standout for you because you put it on the project twice twice yeah why twice okay so that's a cool story or just kind of odd is we we recorded the band version first like when we recorded all the other songs and we I don't know like what it was about it but something was just telling me like that's just not the way it should come out first like that version's awesome I think it's killer but I was just like I something is not right for me and so I was just like, I don't know, doing a lot of reflecting about what I thought we should do about it. And then right around that time, it blew up on TikTok, like for a completely different video. You know, I was playing to a baby, uh, one of my friend's babies. But um, so we were, uh, you know, I kind of went to my team. I was like, yo, what if we like, what if I just went to Sadler's house and just recorded it, like just set up two microphones and play it and put it out. And they were like, yeah, you know, as long as like he's down for doing that, um, let's do it. So again, you know, turns out they were kind of thinking the same thing. They were like, you know, the band version's great, but maybe, maybe you're right. Um, so that's what we did. I just went to Sadler's house and uh, 
tracked it on my own, which that's the first time I played guitar on a record. So that was cool. Um, but I always say playing guitar in front of Sadler is kind of like how I imagine throwing football with Tom Brady would be like, which is kind of scary. But it was an amazing experience. You know, I, I'm glad we did it that way. And I think it's cool because it's kind of reverse order. You know, 99% of the time it's the band take and then the acoustic version. I thought it was cool to just do it in reverse because that's how we wanted to do it. I love it. So I also, I've listened to the project a couple of times on repeat. It's finally sunny and 75 here in Chicago. So we're, we've been wow. blasting it, but I feel like you're kind of, there's this like fun little story from top to bottom. I can't quite figure out the entire theme, but were you kind of putting together a story as well? I feel like it's love and then break up and then screw you and then revenge. It's kind of this fun little story. Yeah, and I think a lot of that's just kind of been natural, but that was like my goal from the very beginning, and especially with the back half, like the songs we just picked is like, I kept telling the team, I'm like, obviously, I'm trying to make hits and be take over the world, make a lot of money, whatever. But I was like, <laughs> I was like, the goal is not to have if there's whatever ten songs on the record. I don't want to have ten songs that sound like a radio hit, you know. Like I think I want to have ten songs that all together are amazing and when you listen to it from top to bottom it takes you somewhere it's not and there's some songs on there that are just on there because it's a cool song not because oh it um so yeah that was the biggest factor in my mind of this whole thing is that i wanted it to feel exactly like what you're saying because i just feel like and not knocking it but like in mainstream country it feels like these records are put together with 15 hits like every song sounds like a single and that's awesome it's, especially if you're trying to make money off every one of them like they're trying to send all of them to radio or whatever it's yeah. that's that's the right idea but um for me it's just like there there should be some life to the record some some movement i don't think it should be uh it wasn't stagnant. It it very much ebbed and flowed. And I'm such a proponent for the sleeper, for the deep cut. Same. And and I think that's where my head's at too, is that those are those are my kind of songs, is really the deep cuts from every record. So is it honestly hard for me not to just say, let's let's put out 15 deep cuts. You know what I mean? And maybe okay, there's will. your next project. It's just gonna be called Deep Cut. Yeah, maybe one day I will for sure. I love it. So you said something in a little statement that you put out with your team, and I wanted to ask you about it. Said So you said that the EP is the beginning of a whole new journey for your career. Can you expand upon that a little bit for me? Yeah, well, I mean, I think kind of going back to what we've been saying, but like this EP like started a, uh, like, I didn't, or maybe not started is the right word. It was like a realization of who I am, you know, in a sense, um, and where, like who I want to be. I think sometimes you even write, you outright where you're at currently, you know? Um, so you're kind of meeting yourself out there somewhere, wherever that is. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be a whole new journey of different, it's the sound is completely different. You know, it's, it, it's taking a chance, like, especially with these back half of songs, they're all like vastly different than anything i've really ever heard before honestly i mean it's influenced by everything i've been listening to but like it doesn't sound like anything it nothing about it is safe even the first half of the ep like nothing is playing safe about the whole thing so i've just been telling the team like 
yo, if you know, I just want to look back and be able to say, if it didn't work, I don't care at all because that's the that's exactly how I would do it again. You know, I don't want to look back and be like, I tried to play it safe and didn't work out. Like, no, nah, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna burn out bright if I'm gonna do it, you know. I love it. So you keep talking about this back half. What can you tell me without somebody like smacking you upside the head that you said too much? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't think they care much about what I say. We're going in uh, for the next three days, which is how we cut the first half. Okay. Um, so it'd be the same process. We're cutting at a different studio, some different players in the first half, but um, I mean, they're all, hell, everybody up here in Nashville's insane, you know? Killer, I mean? Yeah. Now, all the people that Sadler brings in are crazy good. But yeah, we're, we're going to do basically the same exact thing. Um, record a whole nother batch, which will be the back half of the record. And I don't know when it's going to come out because um, obviously it's going to take some time to get everything uh, ready. And we just put that project out. So it won't be like super soon, but um, this year I would think um, we'll have a whole, whole record out. Oh my gosh. So you said it was a little bit different. Are you thinking in sonics in writing skills? What's so different about it? I Well, I just think, I think it's more of the same, but it's, pushing it even a little, a little bit further. You know what I mean? I think there's some, there's a couple, not all of them, but a, two or three of this next batch are like pretty far out there. Like, I think, you know, like it may lose some people, but gain some others. Like, we'll see what it does, but I think it's still super true to me. And uh, I think what I've been telling my team is like, I feel like when I started to get a little scared is when you know that you're like maybe on the right track. So we picking these songs. I wasn't like scared in a way of like, you know, any negative implication. I was just like, man, these are like, these are big, big boy songs. You know, these are like grown men stuff we're doing right here. This is taking a chance. This is not, uh, it's, you have nothing to lean on. It's not saying I've heard a song like this. That was a hit. So I know this one will be a hit. Like, it's like, I don't, I've never heard anything like this ever. So we'll see what happens. You I know? love it. I mean, you're throwing darts at the wall. I mean, I love the sound of you know, the project you just put out because I grew up listening to CCR and ZZ Top and Prince and like Guns N' Roses. So it was such like this refreshing, bright, nostalgic record for me. So if it's if the latter half is anything like the first half, I mean, you know, you got some fans in Chicago, so you right. at least you have that. <laughs> And I think like a lot of it has been just like figuring out what I want to play live. You know, that was kind of how we got to the EP is I just reached a point where I was like, man, like the songs that we're going out and playing are great, but it's not like what I'm getting back in the van and listening to, you know what I mean? And I just reached that point where I was like, no, we're just going to, do what I want to do. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. And if it does great, you know, but it, there's a lot more peace in being yourself, I think, uh, than trying to hope for something working that, that you're just trying to please with, you know? I love it. Who are you listening to right now? Like who's on your daily playlist when you're just bumming around the house? Not that you have time to bum around the house. Yeah, I know. Here we go. Right right now. Who's who's on my most recently played? Well, Stapleton, that's obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, Stapleton. I've been listening to 49 Winchester a lot. Uh, they're awesome. 
I've been listening to, which I'm always listening to this guy named Red Shahan. He's like okay. a Texas artist. Um, he's like one of my favorites ever. I've been listening to Lucas Nelson a lot. Okay. Can I tell you, close your eyes and go see him live and close your eyes and you will swear that Willie circa 1983 is up on yeah. that stage. I mean, it's a mind I don't want to swear, oh, but it's a mind F. A little yeah, bit. I want to go see him so bad. I've also been listening. I'm I'm also big on like '90s stuff. I've been listening to a bunch of Soundgarden, a bunch of uh, a bunch of Weezer. Oh, I love it! I love it. But that's all, I love always asking because then I'm gonna go back and listen to your project and be like, oh, yep, oh, yep, yep. This all makes sense. So also, yeah, I love I the Soundgarden. My mom like myself too. Is like I'll be listening to music now that i'm like into this new sound for what i'm doing and i'm like i think i subconsciously like found this thing in that song you know what i mean like whatever it is one little guitar lick or something oh my gosh well i want to manifest a lucas nelson and read uh i know that would be insane we got to see him when i saw willie nelson two years ago and we were like at a venue um, it's really cool here in Chicago called Ravinia and there's a big stage, but the big thing is like you come out and there's a giant lawn and you bring your own booze and food. And at one point we're like, wow, Willie sounds really good. And we stood up and it was Lucas. My dad was like, oh my God, the yeah. genes are strong in that family. <laughs> yeah. I, I love his stuff. I'm a huge, huge fan. I love it. So besides getting this next project out, what is a really big goal you have for yourself here? Hmm. You know, I, I like, I try to keep my goals with just like, I just hope it reaches people who care about it. You know, I don't really, I'm not really got to put a number on things or like make any, any kind of goals like that. I just don't really feel like that's how like, it kind of sounds like hippy dippy to say, but I don't feel like that's very artistic to like put numbers on things, but I just hope it like, gets heard i just hope it gets out there and people love it and um people want to ride around in their cars and listen to it or do whatever sit on the beach and hang out and drink a beer to it i hope it means something to somebody uh as much as it has to me and uh i mean goal wise i will say that like i, I want to get on the road i want to go like you know we're on the road but i want to play like more and more you know whatever festival shows or tour shows where we're you know something more set in stone um on the you know on someone's tour would be great but uh yeah i just i just want to get out there and keep doing it my only goal is to keep it for it not to stop <laughs> yeah, yeah there you go i think that is a good goal well i'm loving it i'm super excited are you playing cma fest this year yeah finally which i'm super excited about uh, well, i say finally i've only been up here for two years last year we didn't get a spot which is understood didn't deserve one still don't deserve one but we are playing the Hard Rock stage, and uh, BMI and the Ryman have a stage, so we're doing that um, as far as like official CMA Fest things, and then um, a couple. I'll be around town for a couple like you know riders rounds or whatever else. Okay. But yeah, so I'm super pumped about that. Perfect. Yeah, we will add you to our list. Our whole team's coming down, so we will add that to our Masila. list. So thank you so much. It's always so much fun chatting with you. You can't wait to hang out with CMA Fest. Soon. That'll be awesome. Yeah, I'm super excited. I'm not wearing cowboy boots. I learned the hard way at Stagecoach. I just bought a pair of Converse. That's going to be the play. Converse and the coolest clothes you have. I know. I'm like, I'm going to wear overalls and con or short overalls and Converse all weekend. Yeah. Like that's the play. So. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, enjoy the rest of your night and we'll chat with you soon.
Well, thank you so much. Have a good awesome. one. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. And before I go, you know we have to talk about video of the week. This week's video is literally killing me in the absolute best way. It is Ernest performing John Mayer's slow dancing in a burning room for circle sessions. If you know me at all, you know I am the biggest John Mayer fan. And when I saw this, I about died because I also love Ernest. He's such an incredible artist and he did this song justice. You are going to want to watch this on repeat. Make sure you check it out now. Sneak peek up on our pages and full video up on YouTube. That's all the country news I have for you this week. Visit allcountrynews.com for more news and content from your favorite artists. I'm Rebecca Porter, signing off for All Country News. Rebecca Porter. I run Women of Country Edits and Marin's Girls on Instagram. Both seek to celebrate women in the music industry and all things girl power. Thanks for listening. The All Country News podcast is produced by Horseshoe Media. You can submit your artist, organization, or event to us at allcountrynews.com for a chance to be featured. If you loved this episode, please rate and review our podcast wherever you're listening. Shout out to our friends Track 45 who recorded our amazing theme music for this podcast. All Country News. For more, follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at All Country News. Visit us at allcountrynews.com to join our birthday club where you just might get a huge surprise from one of your favorite artists on your birthday. Subscribe to our weekly industry newsletter to get all the news you just heard in this podcast even earlier, delivered straight to your inbox. And check out a new episode every Tuesday right here. All Country News.